stigma that you can face is self-stigma. This idea that you hate yourself or can't stand yourself or down on yourself because you aren't what you hoped you would be. There's lots of stigma out there. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but mostly today we're going to talk about self-stigma and why it is one of the most dangerous uh, things that we can participate in and it's one of the most dangerous lies that your mind will tell you. Uh, We're going to talk about that and more on STP today. Welcome to Shattered the Podcast. STP is the story of my journey from the depths of mental illness to a place where I could live again. All right, there is no stigma like self-stigma. If you've got to have a stigma, self-stigma is the worst one to have. Now, what is self-stigma? Okay, we are used to people being prejudiced against other people for lots of different reasons, race, sexuality, gender, whatever, religion, um, faith. There's a million things that we can all be intolerant of each other of. But when you talk about stigma to do with yourself, this is where you are down on your own self. Now, this is somewhat complicated in how to explain it, um, but it's, it's really not. The, the simple explanation is self-stigma is when you hate yourself because of an attribute that you have. In my case, it's mental illness. So, self-stigma, where does it come from? Well, I got hurt because I worked in a job that was very violent. Um, Disabled clients would attack me, would harm me, would hurt me in the course of my daily work. And my job was to help them navigate through those negative behaviors, those violent behaviors, and try and find better ways to communicate their wants and needs. Needless to say, I got hurt a lot. I got bit, I got kicked, I got hit. And the thing of it was, is I never thought about mental illness. Now, the client that attacked me, uh, that brought on my PTSD diagnosis, uh, a few months before he attacked me, in fact, it was a couple of years before, I went with him to another group house that was just down the road from ours. We needed to pick something up. The staff member knew that I was going to be there, that I was going to uh, need to pick up a ream of paper or something like that. So I knocked on the door and the staff member answered and she opened the door and she slammed it shut. And it's because she saw the client that I was with. He had done to her what he would do to me a few years later and that's attacked me with a knife. Now, how does this play into self-stigma it's because I saw her and found out the reason why she had reacted so badly and I'm ashamed to admit that I was down on her you know I thought she was weak I thought she was hopeless it's terrible but the thing is it wasn't necessarily about her and I was to find that out later it was to do with myself more than anybody else because when I was finally put in a situation where my mind had had enough. The violence had just overwhelmed me. My mental health was gone. Um, The first thing I did, first real memory I have, is of hating myself, believing that I was now weak, 
and pathetic and hopeless. And I went for years believing that I was this piece of crap. I believed it. I knew it. It wasn't a belief. It was knowledge. It was, you know, how would you describe him? Oh, he's a piece of crap. So I was going to therapy. I was taking the medication. I was doing the exercise that I needed to do. I was doing everything that I could do to do, to get my mental health back into a healthy place. Except I hated everything about myself. Every decision that I made, I second-guessed. Every time I made a choice, I, I would come down on myself for whatever choice I made. I hated myself to the point where I didn't even look in the mirror. I couldn't stand looking in the mirror. Um, I'd see my face and would just get mad. That was and is self-stigma. And it's something that I deal with even to this day. Now, not as much, obviously. But I was at a school today and, and I was talking about this, this hating myself. And it was something that a couple of the kids really grabbed onto. And were like, well, couldn't you tell yourself that you weren't as bad as you thought you were? I mean, you seem like a nice guy. Could you not tell yourself that you're a nice person? And I'm just explaining to them that that wasn't it. It wasn't that I was making a value judgment about myself in, in respect to, are you nice? Are you a bad person? Whatever. It was more just, I would look at myself and see nothing, uh, nothing that I liked. And I would look into my mirror and it would, a mirror, and it would remind me that I was hopeless and pathetic and, and that I uh, was less than. This is very, very common when it comes to mental illness. This idea that I didn't struggle as much as you did, but I still have PTSD. Now, my younger brother is a soldier. He was deployed overseas a number of times. Uh, he served uh, outside the wire. Um, military people will know what that means. He was in the base. He was a technician. But when things broke down, was always out in the field or out in the fire bases. So he went where he had to go to fix the equipment that he had to fix. Now, most soldiers would carry a stire, a machine gun. Uh, he uh, basically had a wrench and a screwdriver. When he was fixing a bit of equipment, everybody on that base was protecting him. He was helpless. Now, when he ended up um, living with severe PTSD symptoms. It made me look at myself and it made me hate who I was. Made me, I would look at him and go, yep, he's got real PTSD because he went through some real stuff. I just was attacked by a guy with a knife. I got beaten up a bunch of times. Now, this is comparing, and I want to finish today the same way I finished at the school today. When you compare your own symptoms, your own experience to somebody else's, and you see that as being more horrific or traumatic or hurtful or impactful, maybe even more important than what you went through, you negate your own pain. Now, I was speaking to a class today of healthy uh, year 10 students. Um, very few mental health issues that I could see. Uh, in fact, you couldn't see anybody that would be struggling with their mental health. 
when I finished my talk, I said, you might listen to my talk and you might have heard some of the things I've said and the, the, the other person that I was with told their story. And you might think, wow, I've never been through something like that. It's never been that bad for me. Well, maybe, but I encourage them not to compare their mental health symptoms to ours. I encourage you to not listen to my story or somebody else's story and go, wow, you went through some serious crap, man. You, you deserve um, to be proud of the fact that you've lived with mental health problems. Because as soon as you do that, you're negating your own pain. You're, you're saying, my pain is not real. And, and the fact of the matter is, is your pain is your pain. And your pain is real. I don't know if somebody's told you that, but your pain is real. And your struggle is real. And you are not alone. And you're not the only person that's been through it. Self-stigma is a lie. Now, I've said it before on a podcast, there is no greater liar in the world than your mind. Your mind is a terrible liar and it's going to tell you horrible things. It's going to tell you that you're not worth it. It's going to tell you that you're hopeless. It's going to tell you that you're pathetic. But the thing is, it's a lie. It's not true. Every person, every single person, no matter what you've done, has some value, has redeeming features and you might not know what they are and you might not even be able to recognize them in this in this point at this moment but the thing of it is that if you be patient if you wait if you don't make a decision if you don't um, decide in a moment on a negative course of action you can always choose the positive whatever that may be for you Maybe it's to be there for your kids. Maybe it's to be there for your partner. Maybe it's, you know, just to be there for the people that you work with. I don't know what it is. Whatever it is that's important to you, it's important to other people. You are not alone. You are not forgotten. And I know that it's tough. But don't believe the lies that your mind is telling you. You have value. You are important. You are precious. I want to thank you for listening again. Like, subscribe, all that sort of gear if you feel like it. Uh, this is a resource that I put out there so that it can help people if they need it. It's more designed for the person that uh, has come up against an issue. Uh, they can jump on the internet and they can find a place where somebody's talking about the stuff that they're going through. That's what I'm all about. Hey, have a great week. Remember, you are worth it. And I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us on Shattered the Podcast. I'm Mark. Special thanks to my producer, Meredith Brosnan, and also to Torian, Kevin, and Lorraine. And we can't forget the amazing band Adelaide who let us use their song as our theme. For more information, check us out on all your socials, STP Shattered the Podcast.